0: I put my trust in you, and I'm trusting, I love I put my trust in you, I put my trust in love I put my trust in you, and trusting, i love I put my trust in you, I put my trust in
1: love Hello friends, my name is Dan Miller And my name is Nas Bang And we are here as your fuck buddies on this podcast
0: We are a dating and sex advice podcast where we take your sticky, sexy situations and then we turn them into sexy,
1: sticky situations. Simply put, we find questions either from our wonderful listeners or from the internet and we answer them for you.
0: And then you don't have those questions anymore and everything's solved and no one will ever wonder that question ever again.
1: No, it's gone for good from all human memory, actually. I I don't even know what we answered last week because they've been erased from the souls of our ancestors.
0: Yeah, I mean, like, it's just replaced with the knowledge of our
1: answers. Mm Mm-hmm, which are always concise. We never meander. Mm
0: -hmm. No, not at all.
1: Or joke, heavens forbid.
0: Nope. Nope, this is a 100% serious podcast where we do nothing but uh, alter the fabric of time and space Mm -hmm. and uh, collectively alter the the knowledge of the
1: human race. Mm Mm-hmm. So how are you doing?
0: I'm doing okay. Um... I've been playing a lot of Genshin Impact as we were talking about before we started recording, and mm-hmm. I'm slowly—I don't know—I feel like I need to order a body pillow, like an anime body pillow, now just, okay. all right, just to fill the role, right?
1: I don't know if it's any nerdier than anything else you play.
0: I—it's got a heavy like layer of cringe on it. It's like, you know, if if uh, if what I do is nerdy, that's the bagel, and then Genshin Impact is like an inch layer thick of peanut butter on top of that bagel doesn't make any sense
1: i'm really hungry <laughs> i'm also very hungry uh let's let's record quickly so we can go eat yeah uh you know i going start us off with a question we got tweeted to us from one of our brand new friends of the show um i give them an agent name because they didn't specify and i'm always hesitant to just throw their name out yeah it's gonna be agent d8 they say hi I'm 26, and I'm wondering, is there an easier way to hook up with someone than dating sites? Oh, or sorry, easier way to hook up with someone with dating sites than pretending you want to date them? How do you get guys just for sex and not a relationship or ghosting you? I have more questions too, but I'll leave it at that.
0: I feel like as a lady, it. Like, if you go on Reddit, it is the exact opposite problem?
1: Yeah, I think you are in the best position to be wanting this, uh. Like this situation, you know what I mean?
0: Yeah. I mean, like, I literally have a hard time looking for questions nowadays because literally everyone is like, what's wrong? Why is everyone just want casual relationships? How do I find somebody who doesn't want to just have sex? How do I? And it's like, that's 90% of what's out there in like the dating question universe. So mm-hmm. the fact that you're you're on the flip side of that seems to me like you're... You're in the buyer's
1: market. You know what I mean? Like yeah.
0: I feel like it shouldn't be that difficult for you to make this happen.
1: Like as a woman, you are totally able to just say, "Hey, I'm only looking for sex." And like I, you're going to be good. People are going to take you at that. No one's going to be offended you're in like the best position. Like you can actually just be straight up about it. Yeah.
0: I mean, like you're, like I said, like you got pick of the litter, man, like you're, you're doing all right. Um, Unless of course, I don't know where this person is located unless you're in like a very conservative sort of area of the world. You know what I mean? Where sort of like this hookup culture is kind of frowned upon and everyone has kind of been socialized that it has to be this monogamous relationship situation.
1: That's true. That's true.
0: So, if, like, if that's the situation, I think you just kind of have to be covert because no matter how conservative anyone is, if you just look at, like, American politics, uh, everyone's a freak. You know mm-hmm. what I mean? Like, everyone's very happy to, like, sort of bend the rules when it comes to getting fucked.
1: Yeah, especially, like, people's personal values often do not reflect their outward values mm-hmm. or what they want other people to do. Look at priests. But yeah, I feel Uh, like depending on where you're from, you can be straight up. And like you don't even need to have it in your like bio. You know what I mean? Like if you are like online dating, you don't necessarily have to state it. Again, you totally can. But I do think that's going to maybe color the type of people you get. But again, if you're just looking for the kind of person who wants to fuck, then why not? You know what I mean? Like it's kind of a value judgment that you need to make and especially – You can make this depending on how it goes, like have it in for a month or two, see who's messaging you and then take it out for a month or two. Because if you're talking to someone and like you meet up with them again, like you don't need to be like, I want a relationship before the first date. You know what I mean? Because not like realistically you shouldn't with someone, you're not going to know them that well anyway. Um, and you can just be straight up. If you meet someone, you like them, be like, Hey, you know, I'm totally down to, to fuck, but I'm, I don't, I'm not looking for anything serious. And honestly, I think as Dane said, buyer's market, you're going to be good.
0: Yeah, I would I would actually tell you not to put in the like just looking to hook up cuz like that automatically gives some vibes that probably aren't uh, you know, in line with who you actually are. Um and it's definitely going to alter the the first impressions people Yeah. You know what I mean? So I would I would put out just like a general like we've said all the time where it's like you don't have to, you know, seal deal in terms of like becoming monogamous until way further down into the line. So just treat your, your dating experience as is. And if you want to bang them at the end of the first date, just be like, hey, bring me back to your place. Or, hey, let's go back to my place. Mm-hmm. And then fuck them. Also, yeah. it makes it a lot easier because you're not looking for sort of all the boxes. Really, all you need to do is
1: like, do you have chemistry? Are you attracted to them? Can you put up with them long enough that like... To fuck, because really, you only need to be able to like them enough to be able to hang out for an hour or two, really.
0: Yeah, I mean, like, that's where I would, I was going to go there next. So I'm glad you brought it up. I would also wager or like uh, strongly encourage you to not sleep with people just because you think they're hot. If Mm -hmm. they make your skin crawl, because I did that a lot where it was like I found people very, very annoying, but I also found them very, very attractive (laughs) or I, you know, I wanted to sleep with them and so i I kind of like glossed over the fact that like really didn't love them as a person or really didn't like you know get along with them on sort yeah. of like that that chemistry level, and it just leads to really bad sex or at least really like uninvolved sex, and yeah. like if
1: you're not having good sex, don't bother having it at all in my opinion, that's one thing I was gonna say is like to even though you're not gonna want to date these people or be have a relationship with them like and I want to like capitalize dating and relationship because you're still going to have a relationship with them if you're sleeping with them more than once. And it's like, you don't have to treat them all that differently. You just don't have to put a label on it because if you're getting on with these people and you actually enjoy being around them again, even if it's only for, for that time. And even if it's only for sex, you're still going to have a much better sexual experience than if these are people you are actively trying to not like, or actively trying to treat differently. So I just would say to not be afraid of still treating each other well and being, you know, somewhat close because that's the best sexual relationships you're going to have.
0: Yeah, yeah, exactly. Because like if neither of you are invested in each other, then like you're just going to sort of be like, you might as well just have a fucking dildo, like one of those Mm -hmm. suction cup dildos and ride. You know what I mean? Cause like that's essentially like if you're treating another human being just as a sex toy, Mm -hmm. it's going to be, unless it's part of like your fetish or your role play or whatever, you know what I mean? Like there's time and place for that. But like, if it's just sort of your overall sexual uh, philosophy of just being like, I'm going to ride that dick until I come and then I'm done. It's like, eh. I don't know. I, I think there's much more to sex and there's a lot more redeeming qualities of sex than just like finishing. Mm-hmm. Um, I think there's, you know, it's it's the journey as well, in my opinion. Um, and if you're not having fuck or,
1: or fun when you're fucking. <laughs> if you're not having fuck when you're funning.
0: Yeah. Um, I mean, I feel like that that works too.
1: Yeah, it's true. Uh,
0: you got to have the whole package. I think as much as you're just sort of like looking for sex and that's it. I think you still got to like the person. You still got to be invested in the person. You still got to mm-hmm. care about the person. And, and it's that's like, how again, good that's, sex. yeah, like that's, and like at the end of the day, like I said before, it's like, if you're not having good sex, don't bother fucking having it at all. There's no mm-hmm. point in wasting your, your time and, you know, taking the inherent risks of having sex with multiple people. Uh, if it's not good sex.
1: Mm-hmm. Yeah, no, I agree. So like, yeah, don't be afraid to be upfront in, in what you're looking for. I think like, as a female you have a far better uh just like position for that like people are you know it's going to go better for you in some ways um and on top of that don't be afraid to be close to people even if you're not dating them now there was one last part of the question how do you get guys just for sex another relationship or ghosting you i think that one is harder to answer
0: well so here's the thing um the relationship thing I think is easily solved as we mentioned mm-hmm. prior to, but also like with the conversation, if you slept with them, like if you're seeing them on a fairly regular basis, which is another thing I recommend, it's like, don't think that just because you're using someone for sex or like, you know, you have a sexual relationship that you can't see someone repeatedly because again, mm-hmm. that is the key to a really good sex life is having a, a consistent partner. Cause like the yeah. more you learn someone, the better the sex gets yeah sex is practice
1: especially with different people and you know you're always going to get better at fucking and being fucked by the one person the more you do it
0: yeah um as for ghosting i think that you're also in the position of being like if you're just looking for sex yeah it might suck if you find someone you really enjoy having sex with and then they fucking fall off the place of the face of the earth but like if you're just looking for sex, who cares?
1: Yeah, it shouldn't be that much of an issue. And honestly, I think if you're not trying to create this artificial coldness between you and the person you're fucking and you're being honest about your intentions, I think your like possibilities of being ghosted are going to be far lower or they'll happen very rapidly. You know, like if someone isn't into something casual or, you know, maybe you'll get ghosted very much at the start. But that's just because you're being clear about what you want and they know that that's not what they want, which is what you want. You know, you don't want to be in this situation with someone who's not on the same page as you. So, you know, if you're getting ghosted quickly like that, then it's just that you're weeding out the people who aren't right for your situation. But when you're being honest and if you're not afraid to be somewhat close to these people, I don't think ghosting is going to be an issue after that.
0: Yeah. And alternatively, like, don't don't be shy about like maybe hinting towards that, like sex is mostly a for sure thing because like no dude's going to be like, I would, I imagine most of the time guys ghost women because they think a a more sure thing has popped up or they think that like sex isn't going to happen with that person. Like that to me is probably like the top reason dudes go. Some women is that like, Oh, a a woman he thinks he has a better shot of having sex with has become available.
1: Yeah, I guess it depends
0: but, on, you know, the situations, but sure. Um, so I think that, like, if you're, you know, if you make it sort of, you know, get that wink in there of being like, oh, it'll happen tonight. Obviously, don't be so upfront and, and blunt about it. But like, you, can be you as, know, you can be as upfront as you want. Uh, yeah, I guess. Um, so, like, if, if people, if a dude knows that, like, all he has to do is go on the state and not be a fucking asshole and he's going to get laid. I have a hard time believing ghosting is going to be a
1: real big problem for you. Yeah, I think the ghosting thing won't be an issue. Anyway, good luck. If you want to send us those other questions, we're here. Yeah. Or any follow-up questions. And good luck. Good luck with your fucking sexcapades. Because, like, there's a lot of shame for people who just want to fuck sometimes. And it's awesome that you're still going for it. So just enjoy it. And, And, like, sex should be great. So I think the most important advice is just make sure that the sex is great. You know, that you're enjoying it. go with this one this comes from reddit user you know
0: what i'm not going to read his username because it is racially charged oh no but they ask i feel really sad and angry after a threesome i need help i've recently done a threesome with my girlfriend and a close friend of hers or of ours slash hers i feel extremely bad and sad now and a looming wave of doubt is over me since this is her friend that always keeps her company when she's in university am i stupid for thinking like this I feel like the fact this guy's name came into her head as the first choice seems kind of sus to me. I need help,
1: y'all. I literally can't breathe. These are thoughts you should have had before doing the threesome. <laughs> you know? Um, yeah. Good use of sus, though. I'm loving that. Has has he vented when you're around? I, I feel like at this point, like, this dude needs to
0: vent. In terms of talking to your partner.
1: Well, yes, for sure need to talk to your partner. But, like, I, I think... You need to make sure you don't have doubts like this before you get into a situation. Like before we get on to what's really happening here, I think we've talked about before, but it's like if you're doing something like this, you need to be sure. And being sure, like I'm, I'm sure the fact that this guy went to university with her or is going to be around her wasn't new information after the act, right? Like you knew this. So presumably you either ignored this, which is terrible, or you came to terms with it, in which case don't go back now.
0: Yeah, it's one of those things where you have to when you're about to have a threesome with someone, you need to double check with your partner and yourself and being like, hey, are we cool with this? Because like you can't expect the situation in which you know this person to change. Mm -hmm. You know what I mean? So if it's a coworker, a friend, you you know, someone you go to school with, like you can't change those things, really. Like, you're, they're still going to go to work and see them. They're still going to go to school and see them. They're still going to mm-hmm. go to their, like, hang out with their friends and see them. So you can't sort of remove this person from the situation just because you want to have sex with them once just for fun. Yes.
1: You need to think it out and, like, understand the context and realize that that's going to be a continuing concern. Um, and it seems like this person didn't do that or thought they were okay and then the thing happened and now all the doubts are back.
0: Yeah. So at that point you have to then sit down with your partner and just kind of like, let it out. You have to sort of open the floodgates and be like, Hey, so we had the threesome, you, you know, tell her whether you enjoyed it or you didn't. And, mm-hmm. you know, be like, Hey, I had, I had a lot of fun during it, but now I'm sort of freaking out about things. And I'm, you know, I hear the things that I'm thinking about, I'm thinking about him and you together alone at university. I'm worried that you might have feelings for him. And that's kind of why you wanted to bring him in. Mm-hmm. And like, sort of just lay it all out and be like, let's talk this through, you know, don't make it accusatory. Don't be like, Hey, did you, you know, did is he the reason
1: you wanted to bring this guy in because you have feelings for him? Hey, Hey baby. Um, do you find him attractive? Is that what you fucking, you know? Yeah. You don't want to come down like a ton of bricks on her.
0: Yeah. Sort of lay down what your concerns are and like what your fears are, um, and frame them in such a way that it's important for her to, see it as your problem and not necessarily hers you Mm -hmm. know what i mean
1: because realistically it is your problem um
0: and then you guys can hopefully talk it out hopefully she can reassure you and sort of like tell you about her relationship with hamily in a little bit more depth and sort of you know assure you that nothing else is going on Mm -hmm.
1: um and and at the very least like she'll have it in the back of her mind so that Like, if she's hanging out with this guy, like, she'll know that, like, you might be prone to being upset or, like, she can be, you know, conscious of that as opposed to if you don't tell her and they hang out and you have a little, like, shit fit in your mind and they're upset and she doesn't know and then all of a sudden you guys are fighting. Exactly. Because
0: that kind of thing, like, you might be like, you know what, I'm I'm fine with it in the way that, you know, we all tell ourselves we're fine with things that we're not fine with. Mm -hmm. Um, But that like you said, like if that festers and that, you know, grows into resentment or that grows into annoyance. And the next time you guys hang out, that's still there. You know what I mean? Like that weight is on your shoulders and it'll eventually crush you. And it ends up very poorly for everyone. So you you definitely need to sort of like throw it all out, discuss it, and then move on. And you need to decide, like when you have this conversation, you have to talk about it until you're ready to move on. Don't just sort of be like, okay, yeah, that's fine. If you're not satisfied with an answer, you have to keep talking about. Yeah.
1: That's the thing. And it's like, it's kind of on you to sort this out because you got into this situation with your eyes open and it's not fair to then take it out on this person. Um, of course
0: not. And there's also like, they could still be under the assumption that everything was fine.
1: Yeah, they probably are. Um. So yeah, just, you really got it. Firstly, again, it's too late for you, but for anybody else, Talk it through, really think it through, put yourself in your shoes after the act, put yourself in your partner's shoes after the act, and try to come up with a situation where you guys aren't going to be freaking out like this. But if it's done, one, realize that like this didn't happen without your consent. It's not like it was some underhanded trick or anything. Like You were consulted, you agreed, and on top of that, just like you, it's your responsibility now to work it through with your partner because that's what you do, your partner's.
0: The best threesome, like pre threesome uh, talk advice I was ever given was imagine your partner having sex with your third person without you there. And if that makes you uncomfortable, like if you don't like the idea of your partner being fucked by this person, you probably aren't going to be comfortable in this threesome because everyone like when they think about threesomes, they think about how great it's going to be for them. And don't realize that like at some point in time, the, the focus will not be on you most mm-hmm. likely and will be on your partner or the other person and your partner will be engaged with that person. Yeah. And I think that, that freaks a lot of people out because a lot of people have that fantasy in the rose colored glasses of being like, oh, it's going to be great. I'm going to have these two people all into me. And it's like, yeah, but that's not going to happen the whole time. Most likely.
1: Yeah. Unless it's a really terrible threesome for them. It's not going to be just about you. Yeah.
0: So you really need to think about, like, be okay with being able to watch your partner be fucked by another person. Mm -hmm. Specifically, the person you're inviting in.
1: Yeah. But yeah, you gotta communicate. This is by Team Ex-Wife. Why am I not bothered (laughs) by, essentially, my guy having sex with someone else? I really have had a run of bad luck when it came to men. Anyway, started seeing this guy, like, six weeks ago. He was nice enough, my age, he's a dad, I'm a mom. Neither of us want more kids... I optioned him as boring through text, but he lives 45 minutes away from me. He would come down and see me every Saturday. On Saturday, we had a huge party for a local festival. I took him with me. He was wasted drunk. We share a few friends, so at 4 a.m., I was ready to leave, and he wasn't. I didn't think much of it. I just left him there, and he came home at 7. I had sex with him when we woke up, and we had a decent day. That evening, though, a girl messaged me on Facebook and was like, hey, I fucked your man, I guess. Sorry about that. I wasn't. Tr- <laughs> I wasn't truly upset. I mean, I kind of am, but I'm not as devastated as I should be. I asked him about it and he said he was blackout drunk and doesn't remember. He never really said sorry. I'm humiliated a little bit, but not mad at him. Like we weren't extremely exclusive. We hadn't had that talk. I just stopped texting him back and scheduled an STD screening yesterday. But does it make me fucked up that if in a couple of weeks he was like, hey, I'm sorry, I'll do better, I would be fine with it? Uh, No.
0: I mean, I think there are are some things you kind of need to reconfigure in order for this to be a healthy situation. One, I don't think you should wait A couple weeks for him to contact you yes with like a hey sorry like if you like this dude Mm -hmm. and and if you're not pissed off yeah i think you need to sort of talk about it now and be like hey so about what happened the other day and you know get your grievances out get what you're feeling out let him respond in kind and be like if this is the time where you kind of want to be like hey i would actually really be okay if we were exclusive like now is is the time like a good opening to have that chat or alternatively, as it seems you are OK with be like, hey, we need to sort of discuss the parameters of a relationship. Mm-hmm. And that being like, you know, if we're going to sleep with other people, uh, we have to make sure we wear protection or, you know, whatever your preferences are and, and parameters are for this and sort of hash it out. A lot of people think this isn't sexy or like romantic or anything, but it's like they're the fundamentals of having a healthy relationship.
1: Mm hmm. I also feel like she really needs to figure out if she is angry or not, because like there's a lot of I wasn't upset. I mean, I kind of am, but not as much as I should be. Uh, I'm humiliated, but not mad at him. We aren't extremely exclusive. There's a lot of like gray, like, you know, nothing's nothing specific here. You know what I mean? It's like Mm -hmm. I wasn't truly upset, but I kind of am, but not as devastated as I should be. That makes it feel like she's not annoyed, but thinks that she should be. Humiliate a little bit. It all seems like she's okay with it, but from an outside perspective feels like she shouldn't be and is worried about what other people think. But also the term extremely exclusive, there is no there is no gray area. You are, you aren't.
0: Yeah, it's a binary.
1: Yeah, exactly. And we've said this fucking every episode, and I'll continue to say it, but like that that needs to be a thing you realize. You were not you are not exclusive. Um you know, is it kind of shitty to go out with someone and Fuck someone on that night out, yes, totally i I think so, but at the same time, if he was blackout drunk and doesn't remember there are other issues here, you know, um,
0: yeah, the whole relationship reeks of no communication, yeah you know what but- I mean like it just it just reeks of like assumptions and hoping that everything works out like mm-hmm. I mean and that's apparent with the like, oh, well, if he contacts me, you know a couple weeks from now with this like canned response that I'm expecting.
1: Yeah. She's written a script. She's like, if this script happened, I'll be okay with it, which makes it sound like she is okay with it, but feels like she needs a way to allow herself to be. Yeah. Like, again, I think it's all like external pressure here where she feels like she shouldn't because she thinks other people will judge her for it. You know? And it's like, it's it's a super passive. Yeah. It's a super passive like stance to
0: take on this issue of just being like, I don't think I'm angry and I'm going to wait for him to see how I feel about Mm -hmm. it all. You know what I mean? It's like, no, don't, don't just like kind of wait in the wings and see how it all shakes out. Sort of, you know, like Niall said, figure out how you feel about it Mm -hmm. and like talk to him about it and then make a plan going forward, either continuing to see each other becoming exclusive, you know, opening up and, and talking about the parameters of what you can do, to keep this healthy and, and fair mm-hmm. or, yeah. you know, or moving on.
1: Yeah, 100%. And like, first step is literally like, fuck other people's opinions or what you think those are Um, literally like, feel what you're feeling and understand why you're doing it and just work on that basis. Because if you're going by what you think other people feel, you're going to be fucking miserable. But also don't be a child. You have kids. He has kids. I assume you're somewhat, Like, mature, don't just... That's that's a terrible assumption. Well, I know. Sorry, I was going to say aged. Aged. I assume you're of a certain age, right? You know? At least 20-something. Or, I don't know. Either way, you have a kid. You're old enough to fucking talk to someone instead of saying, I just stopped texting him back. And I'm waiting a few weeks for him to say, Hey, I'm sorry, so I'll be fine with it. You know what I mean? Like, Mm -hmm. just, like, fuck all that shit. You're being childish. You know what I mean? And, like... If you want to be annoyed, sure. You know what I mean? I think it's a gray area on whether you are allowed or not because you're not exclusive, but I do think it is kind of bad form to go out with someone and then just run off and fuck somebody else. But also, it was apparently blackout drunk. So it's like, you know, should you have left him there? I don't know. There's there's things and it's like you can feel how you feel about them, but you need to know what you feel and then act accordingly, not just like take a step back and see what happens. I don't know.
0: Yeah, it's, yeah, it's 100% uh, a passive stance and you d- you need to sort of take control of the situation mm-hmm. for your own, you know, happiness and mental sanity.
1: Yeah, because if this works out some way that's acceptable to other people, but not what you want, you're going to probably go with it, but you won't be happy. Mm-hmm. So just find out what you want to do and fucking do it. You know, if you're not mad at this, that's fine. You guys weren't exclusive. There's nothing wrong with that. You know what I mean? You can be okay with that. Yep. So forgive, and as Dane said, come up with new parameters if these ones aren't working for you.
0: Alright, this comes from Reddit user Ven2122. Am I too romantic as a teenage male nowadays? (coughs) I guess what I'm asking is whether or not being a romantic teenage male is weird or not. Like, I don't care too much about sex, but I care more about just wanting to hold the perfect woman in my arms. Caress her and kiss her lovingly, and have her astonish me in her effortless and beautiful mannerisms, such as her innocent and her shy-sounding laugh, and her loving and intelligent nature and her beautiful, almost twinkling dark brown eyes and her long, black, beautiful hair. I don't even know what I'm saying, I just feel sometimes that me being romantic this way comes off a bit strange to others, even though it's natural to me, and as you saw before, I get sidetracked a lot when talking about this. Anyway, is this normal for someone like me? Or, whether or not it is, will I find someone just as, if not more, romantic nowadays? I know deep down there must be someone like this, but I know it's rare, and I'm still a bit concerned about it.
1: (coughs) This is the best question you've ever brought. Oh man, I hate when you're just walking down the road and you're like, Damn it, I'm a romantic teen male. Fuck. I'm too romantic for this teenage body oh i'm just too romantic it's like the one guy am i good at sex am i too good at sex that i haven't had am i so good at sex that even though i haven't had it i'm not a virgin this dude hasn't said a single romantic thing at all he's just weirdly described a person that doesn't exist i'm sorry you don't think that
0: he, uh, being astonished by her effortless <laughs> and beautiful mannerisms
1: is romantic it's You don't think romantic at all whoa, whoa. oh my god that was effort oh it was effortless. Those mannerisms, wow! Well, I'm fr- it's a...
0: frankly, I'm astonished. It's, it's not just her mannerisms, okay? It's her innocent and shy sounding laugh.
1: <laughs> what does that mean? Like this, he's just describing a weirdly specific person that he wants to hold, I guess, and be astonished by, and, a spy and ca- of course, um, this sounds insane. I think this person is just hoping that like they're they're like gone fishing. They've thrown out what they think is the most irresistible lure, and they want to reel in some astonishing cuties.
0: Yeah, but what he's really done, in fact, is just make himself look like, like a serial killer. Yeah, he's just kind of like put his fishing hook through like a pile of garbage, and it's like, this will get me something. Yeah. Yeah, this is like if if No Chill was <laughs> a teenage male, Yeah, we found him.
1: Or, like, if an alien was, like, trying to analyze a teenage male from, like, space and, you know, come down and be one of us. I am too romantic. Like, this is, like, bad AI.
0: Yeah, it's, like, it's just so cringy. And, like, look, man, I get it. You're a teenager. You think you got it all figured out. You think the world is the toughest place because you're too romantic. <laughs> but it, you need to take a breath and realize, that, like, yeah, it's not romance. It's just coming on really strong and it's, it's awkward and it's uncomfortable to be described in those ways. And you're also projecting sort of this standard of beauty that you have constructed in your head. And you're going to be projecting that onto every woman you meet. Mm-hmm.
1: And that is so unfair to do to people. It's, it's so like the specificity is the problem. You know what I mean? Yes. If he was just like, Oh, I want to like, you know, Be with someone and, like, support them, like, in general terms. Sure, whatever. But be, like, your shy laugh and your dark brown eye. Like, that's the kind of specificity a serial killer has when they go and pick a victim. Yeah. Nothing about this rubs me the right way. That sounds weird. You know what I mean? No,
0: I know you like to be rubbed the right way by romantic teenage boys. (laughs) Yeah, well, my shy laugh got to astonish somebody, doesn't it? it's better yeah you, you've got to crank the fucking 11 you gotta bring it down to a two
1: like i guess you gotta figure out what being romantic is like that none of these things being astonished by someone is romantic that doesn't make any sense like doing romantic things are is being like thoughtful and being and like doing things for someone and you need a someone to do those things for you can't just presuppose somebody Like you need an actual existing human in their own context. And you need to do things that are good and nice and thoughtful based on that person. What you're doing is the complete opposite. You're inventing a human. And like, of course things are romantic and perfect because they don't exist.
0: Yeah. And what you're going to do is you're going to fucking shoehorn Mm -hmm. the first woman who gives you any sort of attention into this fucking persona you've created and then what you're going to do is you're going to be disappointed and you're going to be fucking frustrated and you're going to be sort of let down and by then the you're going to turn alone. around
1: and say oh i'm just too romantic for this yeah. person
0: and then you're going to fucking turn her into a lampshade or fucking you know what i mean like you're going to chop her up into little bits and put her in your freezer so that you could eventually use the parts that you do like <laughs> to construct your perfect creepy
1: Frankenstein woman. Mm -hmm. And then when the police drag you in front of the court, you're like, Oh, too romantic for you guys too. (laughs) I knew it. I am too romantic. (laughs) This doesn't make any sense. This question doesn't make any sense. Just take a step back and get experience in a real relationship.
0: Yeah. You need to like hard reset everything and like bring all your expectations down to zero. You just got to like get on your, like the soundboard of your fucking head and just like, pull all those levers, all those sliders down, 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 and be like, okay, I need to start in the real world. Stop projecting my hopes of other people onto them. And just sort of when you meet someone, don't try to fit into this weird box that you've described as romantic.
1: Yeah. And and don't try to to fit them into this weird box of a woman. You've just kind of like mind conjured. Yeah. You know? And, and like the thing is, I know we're being a little harsh here. There are total positives. Like the fact that you are you want to be romantic and you want to, you know, step aside from what is often, you know, super toxic, like uh, treatment of women, like in, in young men, where it's like being romantic is being a simp or, you know, caring and blah, 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 blah. Obviously, you don't care about that. Obviously, you're willing to to be that person. And that's great. You just need to do it in reality.
0: Yeah. I mean, like there you could argue that this is sort of like the flip side of the toxic coin. Of sort of being like women need to fit into my mm-hmm. oh my, believe my cons-
1: me, I'm I'm not saying the same less less toxic. I'm yeah, entirely only yeah, half joking about the serial killer thing.
0: But yes, no, it it's true. Like the fact that you aren't viewing women as sex objects is great, but you're sort of pulling in the opposite direction of idolizing them as these creatures of perfection, mm-hmm. which they're not. It's so unfair to do someone. Like women are not perfect. Nobody oh. is perfect. They have their flaws, whether it's physical or you know their personality or whatever. Mm-hmm. Like maybe their brain not, sucks. Maybe their brain sucks as hard as yours does, and then it's a perfect fit.
1: Um,
0: <laughs> but yeah, there, there's there's always going to be issues with every individual person, and you're never going to find that perfect person. You're going you might find the perfect person for you, mm-hmm. and that's great. But that person will not come without her flaws,
1: mm-hmm. and right and now she will come with her own. Personality that you don't get to like just copy and paste over.
0: Yeah. Look, they're not your monster girls, okay?
1: that's it, the, the vibes I was getting were so strong. I didn't want to say it though. Yeah, it, this is strong monster girl energy. Right? I just need to create the perfect woman, the perfect monster girl on top of their disgusting matriarchy. Because you know what's going to happen? It's like, just like this
0: dude is like, He's not happy with one monster. Girl. No. The first the first book he just wanted a monster girl.
1: Yeah. And then he then he made himself a monster girl
0: and now he's got presumably an army of monster girls.
1: And where and he always preached equality and romanticism, but where are all the monster girls for the rest of the man? Where are they?
0: I know. Now no one knows what the fuck we're talking about. No. It's if they true. have it let's do our
1: last episode. I assume at this point if if you just picked it up the podcast in your hands and put it in your ears right now, we we had an episode last week and we talked about this. So, so listen, listen to that. To that. Yeah. And then the thing you don't get from that week, listen to the one before. This is actually a beautiful marketing ploy. It's not just bad podcasting. It means you have to listen to every single thing we've ever recorded. I'm mean, going to hit you with this one. This is different, but I, you know, this might throw me away, please. I, female 22, really like him, male 23, but there's a few buts. So I've been seeing this guy for a couple of months. Total sweetheart.
0: This guy's guy multiple butts.
1: Well, you you ruined the question. Yes. There's no such thing as too many butts. That's true. Next, next, next question, question. Let's go. I've been seeing this guy for a couple of months. Total sweetheart. Brilliant mind. Hilarious. Great cook. And extremely skilled in bed. The thing is, he's a bit of a big guy. And I'm a fitness enthusiast. enthusiast so our lifestyles are different. I don't want to sound superficial because I'm not. I genuinely care for him and always have a blast with him. But at this point, I'm more attracted to his personality than his looks but I really want to encourage him to start working out because I think I deserve to be physically attracted to him as much as he is to me. I make efforts to look good and it only makes sense to expect him to do the same. I know some people might not agree, but I treat partners as equals and I don't only want him to lose weight. So I'm attracted to him, but also for his own good because at 23, he can still get good habits anchored. Any advice on how to talk with him without sounding like I don't like him or that I only care about looks.
0: Oof. Okay. This is tough. Um, one, you must have been attracted to him. like, unless he's put on a significant amount of weight from the time you met him. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? Because like, I had a doubt you were like, ah, not into this dude, better get to know him. Uh, so you must have found him attractive at some point in time. I think at this point, you're sort of getting into like that, that relationship fatigue that we all kind of get into and like, start trying to find problems with our partners. Do you know what I mean? Does that make sense to you?
1: Yeah, well, I want to posit this question to you, Dan. The title. I really like him. Does it sound like she really likes him?
0: Yeah, I mean, like, I, I get it. I understand her, like, where she's uh, coming from. i asked you a question. I think she does really like him.
1: Okay. The thing is, the um, first question is great. Or the first sentence is great. There's almost nothing else about her liking him after that
0: well to be fair she like she listed off like the essentials of of
1: being a, a good partner but apparently that's not essential enough okay but then i have a second question okay there's a few buts yeah can you can you list the few buts i mean it only seems to be one but exactly this is a it, again i feel like they want validation off the internet because they've one fucking issue They're trying to blame it as, you know, there's all these other things, but it's just one thing. Yeah. You know, and the fact that they are trying to frame it as something else, I think means they know that they're in the wrong.
0: Yeah. I mean, I also know that like, you know, if, if a partner starts putting on weight or, you know, it's, it's a pretty common question of being like, my partner has put on weight due to, you know, pregnancy, whatever, whatever, whatever. And like that's affecting their physical appeal.
1: Mm -hmm. And like, how do I bring that up? No, this person hasn't put it on. He's just had it.
0: Yeah. That, like that for me is sort of like the, the confusing part is like, if, if he's always been this size, it seems weird to me that like at now you're Mm -hmm. like, wait a minute. Okay. Especially if he's skilled in bed, obviously you fucked this dude a couple times. So like, I don't understand what, why now, Mm -hmm. the issue has arised. And the only thing I can think of is that like, they've hit that point in the, in the, after the honeymoon phase, you know what I mean? Where all those great things have sort of like been taken for granted. Mm -hmm. You know what I mean? And now she's starting to look for, she's starting to see sort of like the flaws, which we all do in our relationships. You know what I mean? When you, when you get past the, like this person is amazing. Look at her twinkling dark Brown eyes. (laughs) Um, you start seeing sort of like a little bit more of their humanity. And that tends to be the, the worst parts of us. So like, uh,
1: I, again, I'm not really sure I agree because it's like, I feel like you get to know more about them, but it's like when you meet someone, it's all on the shallow end of things, right? Where it's like, you see someone and you judge them, whether it's in real life or on Tinder by their picture by how they look and then you meet people mm-hmm. and it's like it's when you get to know them that you really learn who they are inside so it's like sure yeah if after a while there's that you know but it's like this hasn't been a fucking secret you know what i mean and Does if it's say how long they've been together 10 months
0: yeah see that for me i'm like you've you fucked this dude presumably multiple times all well, he's extremely
1: skilled in bed
0: that's what i'm saying so it's like i i can't imagine that like at, at the beginning of the relationship his weight was a deal breaker mm-hmm.
1: okay now this is why i'm so negative on this question let me just read out this fucking bullshit from the middle which i don't know if it's was the same for you but i it makes my skin crawl okay uh, i really want to encourage him to start working out because i think i deserve to be physically attracted to him as much as he is to me. Yeah. I make efforts to look good and it only makes sense to expect him to do the same. Like that's uh, weirdly entitled and shitty. Like, ah, he's attracted to me. I deserve to be as attracted to him as he is to me. Like, what the fuck? You know what I mean? Like, that's a really toxic ass thing to think and say, especially because like, I don't know. That's like, yeah, no, I, I understand your point. And like, I get it.
0: Um, but like, you know, I, I know I've been on the opposite side of things where it's like, you know, when, when I watch Amanda get fit and like work out and like put in the effort and, you know, be like, man, I'm a fucking slouch. You know what I mean? Um, so I guess it's kind of the same thing where it's like,
1: no, because you're totally allowed to think like, oh, like. I should do whatever should because for be me. Yeah, yeah. But can you imagine if she turned around and was like, uh, I think I deserve to be as attracted to you as you are to me. Yeah, no. I, I Would yes. you not be out that door and gone? Yeah, that's You know, like and the thing is, thing. The, like later on she's like, you know, I want to lose I, it's not I only want to lose weight so I am attract to him, but for his own good, like blah blah blah. Like that I I could get behind more. You know what I mean? But the yeah. fact that the very first thing she does is start with this mad fucking like really offensive talks. I don't know. It's just so blah. Ah.
0: Yeah. No, you're putting yeah, yourself
1: yeah. on this pedestal and imagining yourself so far above them. And then being like, I deserve, you know, it's fucked. It's making it all about you. And in this really shitty way, I don't know. I hate it.
0: Yeah. I, yes. Okay. I agree. Um, to put in some practical advice for people who are dealing with this in, you know, not this specific sense, I think inviting partners to work out, uh, is a great way to help them lose weight. Mm -hmm. You know what I mean? Like if, if you try to encourage them to join you in your fitness activities, it's not necessarily you being like, Hey, do this. Um, but it's like, there's no real other way other than being like, Hey, you should work out more and like i i don't know if there's a good way
1: to do that i feel like yeah, there are good ways to like just invite him to the gym with you or invite like if you find a enjoyable way for him to be active that you guys can do together preferably then like problem kind of solved right like if you guys regularly go and like i don't know maybe like paddle boarding or fucking rock climbing or judo or something if you find something like that that you both enjoy you can both do it together And you will get fitter as a result of doing this activity. It won't necessarily be, you know, hey, you need to lose weight or blah, blah, blah. Like, it's all the benefits are there. You're doing something fun together. And the getting fitter or healthier or whatever is just kind of like a byproduct of this fun you're having. Because obviously, if they're not going to the gym or whatever, it's probably because they don't fucking enjoy it. Which I get because I hate going to the fucking gym. Yeah. You know, but it's like if you're doing it in that positive way... People what... have
0: just an aversion to working out, too. You know what I mean? Like, the, he, the dude's a big dude for a reason. Yeah, but, like... You know, like, like he's, he's probably just not into it. And, like, but the it's thing hard is, it's like, sort
1: of... I hate going to the gym, and I'm fairly fucking fit. Like, you couldn't pay me enough to go to the gym regularly because I yeah, fucking hate it. Yeah, but what I'm saying is physical activity.
0: You are also very, phys- like, active. You know what I mean? Like, you cycle, you know, 10 kilometers a day, and you climb and all that. Mm-hmm. There are people who just don't want to do that at all. Like, there are people who don't want
1: to walk. Yeah, so but... Like, like, it doesn't sound like he's that bad, you know? And on top of that, it's, like, I feel like there's always going to be something you can find to that you will enjoy. You know what I mean? Like, I'm imagining that the conventional shit doesn't do it for him, like, going to a gym or the just, tough you The know. thing is,
0: like, he needs to make that choice himself, unfortunately. Like, you can't really trick someone into getting fit the same way that you can't really trick them into, like, changing their diet. It's, like, other well, than, you know, cooking
1: for them every day... Like yeah, if someone, it's if not someone a trick. Edit- it's like, just try some more active stuff together. And it's like, if something sticks, great. If not, like what's the worst, you've gone on some fun dates. And if anytime you recommend something active, he's like, no, fuck that. Then yes, you have an issue. If he refuses to do anything active, that's one thing. It doesn't sound like that though. It sounds like this person is, you know, in the, like maybe not ultra fit category, but nothing bad. Right. Again, this person was fine with him for 10 fucking months
0: yeah I'm mean, like I said like I feel like this person has hit the the fucking fatigue wall of the relationship and wants to find a reason to get out you know what I mean like i I think that like she has all these great things but she realizes that like oh I like I'm not actually into this person as much as I am um and so I'm gonna renege my thing of her sounding like she's really into him because I because th- <laughs> I think I think like I think she like you said I think she's looking for a
1: reason to people be like no leave. See, I don't think she wants to leave. I think she wants to change him. And I think her way in doing that is real twisted and fucked up. I don't think she has necessarily, like, good intentions, you know? Like, nothing about this is positive to me. But I think they want to, like, mold this person. Like, keep all the good stuff, but just, like, twist the rest into, like, her little, like, image. And I wonder if it's, like, societal pressure. Like, maybe a gym friend fucking said something or whatever. I don't think it's even necessarily coming from her, But the fact that it's like, I deserve this and I make efforts. It only makes sense. Like it all seems like it's for appearances, you know, I don't know. But I do think if you do have an issue like this and are coming from a positive point, you know, maybe do just get a whole bunch of physical things that you could maybe do regularly, try them out and see if anything sticks. Because if you're doing it together, you're turning what could be a really toxic, shitty conversation that could destroy someone's self-esteem into something fun you're doing together and getting a whole bunch of dates out of it at the same time.
0: Yeah. It's, it's tough. Like I, I see the questions all the time of people being like, my wife has put on, you know, like 60 pounds during COVID and I don't know what to do. Cause like, it's, it's a, it's a tough conversation. Yeah. Like uh, most times the, the solution is like, talk about it, but like, well, that's the funny these thing. people.
1: Usually we're like communication and I don't know if we've said that once in this question because yeah. it's such a tricky fucking thing to handle without really hurting people, you know? And- because,
0: it, because the thing is, it's like if someone puts on 60 fucking pounds, they know. Yeah. You know what I mean? Like It's not like a surprise. It's not like they're like, oh shit, really? I, I didn't notice. It's like, and, and nine times out of 10, the reason people keep putting on weight is because they get frustrated with themselves and whatever cause them to put on the weight just gets compounded Mm -hmm. in, in that sort of like frustration. You know what I mean? It's like, it's the amount of times where I've been like, I should start working out. And then I don't. And then I'm like, well, fuck it. If I'm not working out, what like, it doesn't really matter if I eat a whole fucking pizza tonight. Mm -hmm. You know what I mean? It's like, so I, I don't really have the answer to the, the, how do you talk to a partner about their weight question? Because it's one, thankfully one I've never had to have, So I don't have to have like personal anecdote to go with it. But two is like, I can't imagine trying to sit down with someone you care about and be like,
1: you gotta lose weight. Yeah. Which is why I think like, you know, my idea of just like suggesting active dates. And again, if something sticks, like if you guys go rock climbing every week, he's not going to keep that fucking weight. I tell you that. I hate this question. You go. Um, So yeah, let's go into Tinder's. So this one I actually found. This We're going to go into our, our little red flag series here. where We take people's online dating profiles and we, for want of a better word, judge them harshly. Um, now we basically just point out any red flags that stick out to us because the amount of people who seem to think they deserve an online dating date, but then have some wild ass shit in their profiles. You know? Um, so this one I found on Twitter and they had posted it, not to us but whatever it's it's public consumption. And they were like, Oh, this is my profile. Like what the hell? I never get any matches. Like I was basically being very bitter about how they don't get a, uh, how they don't get matches. And there are okay. a lot of people being like, no, you're good. Blah, blah, blah. So I want your opinion. This is a guy. I'm too drunk to taste this chicken. I'm not a standard of beauty. But damn, I'd make the elephant man look good, lol. I'm not sure who women on Tinder are swiping right on, but it doesn't seem to be me. Maybe I need to have a picture with a fish while shooting a gun in a truck while voting at the same time. A picture with shades on and some random homeless guy I paid 20 bucks to be my friend in a photo. A picture of me reading a quantum physics book in a chair while sipping tea.
0: Oh, man. (laughs) I mean, I don't think you needed to preamble that with the, the bitterness this man is feeling because it is uh, it, dripping off his profile.
1: Yeah, I wonder why he's not getting any matches.
0: I mean, just to start off being like, what does too drunk to taste his chicken mean? Is that a reference to something?
1: Uh, the very first comment was, what the fuck are you talking about with the chicken? He was like, it's a movie quote? I like guess from Talladega Nights, but like, it's it's not a good quote.
0: Yeah, no, like, also th- like... It's not even like a, a like a movie people care about.
1: To be fair, it's pretty good, but like, of all the quotes in that movie, of all the Will Ferrell movie qu- to quote, like, yeah, I. But it just it doesn't make any sense. He's also capitalized the D and drunk for reasons unknown, so it, it makes it even more confusing.
0: Yeah, and then just sort of the like the pity part of
1: you throw. Yeah, immediately it's like I'm ugly, and then it gets weird about like. He says, damn, I'd make the elephant man look good, which like the way he phrases that entire sentence, I'm not standard of beauty, but that means you're going to follow with like some kind of standard of beauty. But then you say you make the elephant man look good, which I assume you're making a joke about the elephant man being ugly. So then you're saying you're uglier than him, which one kind of mean on the elephant man. You don't look good in that sense Two, starting off by saying you're ugly. Not great. And then three, you immediately follow up with like no one swipes right on me.
0: Yeah, it's, and then like, I don't know, you, you're, you're worried about up, homeless weird. people. Yeah, I, the, just the whole thing reeks of sort of like bitterness and like, no one wants that energy, especially in 2020, man, like, no one needs more negativity. And mm-hmm. that is literally all you're broadcasting out is just sort of being like, I'm grumpy and I hate everything. Yeah, it's and like, also like, cool, guess what? We all hate everything. This year sucks. Everything it, sucks right now, and we don't need another person who sucks in our lives. Right? And a
1: lot of it, it feels real like I deserve women. Oh, uh, like, you know what I mean? It's real like in Yeah,
0: especially with like being like, oh, I'm not I'm not voting enough. Like, what are you talking about? I don't know. I hate it all.
1: You know what? That was the only part that was humorous right? A picture with a fish while shooting a gun in a truck while voting at the same time. Like, he's taking the piss out of the fact that everyone has fish pictures, or truck pictures, or gun pictures, and lately, voting pictures are, this like, a thing, right? So yeah, like, but
0: here's the thing, is, like, the most widely, you know, hated voters are those things.
1: Yeah, so he's, like, making a joke. Like, I don't have those things, but everyone else seems to, lol. Like, it's the only thing that even, like, grasps towards, towards humor, you know what I mean? But, like, yeah it falls so flat yeah it's so bad dude why are you posting this on your account and being bitter about not getting matches i'm sorry but you need to fix that Take am sure bitter i'm sure he also
0: i'm sure he also did not take anyone's advice
1: oh i'm sure well a lot of people who i assume were his friends were like no yeah like it's not that bad <laughs> <laughs> um, you know it's like, it's like when people
0: like hurt themselves and they're like oh is it bad no man it's no, good Just you're don't gonna survive yeah
1: no you're good is there anything you want me to tell your family what you're good no you're fine what do you want me to tell your parents what any last I remember words when i was
0: when i was in drama class we were playing a game and like i uh we did something one of my buddies like pretended to turn around and run but he fell when mm-hmm. he did it uh, and he was like on the ground being like, ah, oh, fuck. Ah, oh, ah. Oh. And we we're like laughing. Cause we thought he was kidding. He's like, no, no, fuck off. Like that really hurt. And he rolled up his pant leg and he's like, "Is it, like, does my knee look okay? And his kneecap was literally on the side of his leg. Oh no. Um, uh, And he's like, is it bad? We're like, no, man, it's good. (laughs) You're all right. And we're like, it's fine, just don't move your leg. Just like, for love of God, don't fucking move your leg. And he's like, why, why? We're like, it's fine, just don't move your leg. And I feel like that's what, that's the embodiment, that's the energy this Tinder profile has.
1: Yeah, yeah. Okay, so this one is actually a screenshot of a chat. This is the girl who had been approached over Tinder. And I don't know what happened before in this conversation. But she's like, are you that much of a pussy? You just sent memes? You fucking beta. And then he sent a gif of Ralph Wiggum saying, I'm in danger. And she just (laughs) says, you fucking beta.
0: (laughs) Oh, man, I love that energy.
1: Yeah, Uh, I assume they're married by now. Yeah, gotta be. Not a single red flag there. Okay, (laughs) and then this is the last one. And this is a lady who I believe is in America. And it says, Respir- respiratory therapy student. Cute enough to take your breath away. Smart enough to bring it back.
0: Oh, okay. Yeah.
1: That's a That's 10 clever. out of 10 for me. I like it.
0: I could have I could have used a little a sprinkling of fucking COVID joke in there.
1: No one wants a COVID joke, Dane. I, w- I want a COVID joke. No, man. Like, honestly, COVID jokes are the most classless form of anything right now. Like any media I consume, if they make a COVID joke, I'm, I'm out. Are you ready for sex writing? Yes. Okay. This is Kissing the Coronavirus by MJ Edwards. She was supposed to cure the coronavirus. Instead, she fell in love with it. Dr. Alexa Ashingtonford is part of a crack team of scientists tasked with finding the cure to the devastating coronavirus. Little did she know she would end up falling in love with it in this steamy viral erotica. Kissing Coronavirus is a steamy tale about forbidden love and dark desires come to life. And yes, this is a novel you can go by. It has 1.3 stars. out is of it five. Chuck Tingle? It is not. It's MJ Edwards. Chuck Tingle would never write something so tasteless.
0: <laughs> it's got strong Tingle energy, though. It does.
1: It's like the evil Tingle. You
0: know? <laughs> Alternate Tingle. Uh, Thank you very much for listening, friends. It has been a pleasure. Um, We hope you're doing well in these crazy times. We hope you're staying safe. We hope you're being nice to each other. Um, if you have a question you'd like to send us, you can reach out to us on various forms of social media. You can find us at Facebook uh, at facebook.com slash FCK buddies podcast. You can find us on Twitter at FCK underscore buddies. You can email us at F at gmail.com, or you can find us online at www.plentyofbeef.ca or F buddies Hell
1: yeah. Thank you to Josh Eagle and the Harvest Cities for their song paper stars. And yeah, guys, I just hope everyone's, you know, Keeping up, keeping going, keeping, keeping on, keeping on, keeping on, keeping on, you know, we're going to get through this all together. Make sure you vote and make sure you don't vote for Trump.
0: Yeah. I mean, like, I think it's very important to exercise your right to vote as long as you are not voting for Trump.
1: It's nice to vote for people that care about people. (laughs) It's wild. It's a, it's a wild fucking idea, but anyone who isn't actively trying to just burn the country to the ground so they can make some money probably a good one to to vote for
0: also who isn't like a fucking wild twitter maniac
1: yeah or just a personal super spreader right now it's kind of fun like somebody posted up a thing on reddit that has gotten probably far more votes than they wanted but they were trying to prove uh that the democrats created coronavirus as a hoax and they were like isn't it funny how all these republicans are getting sick but no democrats are and it's just like they're just being bombarded with like videos and pictures of Democrats wearing masks and Republicans yeah. refusing to. And they're like, gee, I wonder why. I mean, like, just the,
0: the absurdity of it where fucking Trump was like, Biden's always wearing that big ass mask. Every yeah. time I look at him, he's wearing that big
1: mask. And it's like,
0: yeah, but he's also not dying. So. <laughs> yeah.
1: And then he he literally gets sick that week. Like, oh, uh, anyway, it like I don't the next know what was That next yeah, day is know. still that um, week, you asshole. <laughs> I guess. (laughs) Fuck you.
0: We're going to finish this boy off with a Pornhub comment because we've already done sex writing. I'm just shaking things up, man. This comes from Pornhub user Petite Elitist. And he says her internet ad says she's 5'3", while her Pornhub porn star profile notes that she's 5'5". I might need Ace Venturi to crack this one. (laughs) What's wrong with people? I don't know, man. My name is Dane Miller. And I'm Mel Spain. We've been your fuck buddies.